Welcome to the Blueprint Movement Podcast with your host, Victoria Linney. In my podcast, I highlight people making moves in their community. On our first day of 12 days of podcasting, we have Aaliyah Harrison. She's a senior at North Carolina State University, majoring in psychology. She is also a former gymnast that aims to aid and prepare other retired athletes in life after sports. Her goal is to empower all ages and be a guide to anyone undergoing a life transition. Please give a warm welcome for Aaliyah Harrison. Aaliyah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. I am a senior at North Carolina State University. I'm getting ready to graduate. I was a former athlete on the North Carolina State gymnastics team. Um, I'm a sister, I'm an auntie, um, multiple things. Um, that is me. <laughs> That's a little bit. Doing gymnastics on a college level must have been extremely hard and difficult. Juggling class, being an athlete. What problems arose being an athlete? Yes, it was definitely hard. Um, There's a lot of sacrifices that I had to make um, to be successful in sport and school. So, and then on top of that, the assignments, um, you still have to meet your assignment uh, goals. And even when you're traveling, that was hard. Um, But yeah, it's about balance. So I've been doing the sport for about 19 years. So um, I'm kind of used to it. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, when did you start? I started, so that two, because if I'm 22. Wow. Yeah, two or three, yeah, so around there. Um, yeah, so it's, it, I've been doing it for my whole life, so it's about, like, learning balance. Um, but it, it was hard, because you can't do what your friends are doing all the time, or you have to stay late and work on assignments, and so, yeah, because <laughs> you had practice Most that day. Definitely. Since you started at a young age with gymnastics, what age did you start to get competitive? I started to get competitive um, probably around 10 years old. Um, when you like move up the levels, the levels work by like number. And so I was probably like level six. And so that's when it starts to get like more serious. And that's when I realized I have a future in the sport. Um, I was surrounded by older gymnasts who um, we're going to colleges. And at that point, I realized that that could be me. So level <laughs> six, age 10. Yeah. Right. So like with the different levels, are you guys expect, well, were you guys expected to do all? So the bars, beam, floor, and vault. Yes. So the levels work, um, you start at like level one, say, or level two, um, and then you just kind of uh, move your way up. Um depending on like how well you're doing. Um, so if you're ready to advance, then you move up. And each level has more diff- difficult skills and requirements you have to meet. Um, so level 10 is the highest level and that is a uh, junior Olympic. So before that, like that's where I went to before coming to college. Like everybody who goes to college um, is a level 10. And so that's where I was before college. Wow. So. With the events, what would you say was your most favorite event and why? Bars. <laughs> bars was uh, my favorite event. Bars and Beam, they always um, went back and forth 
but definitely bars and beam. I really liked all the events, um, but if I had to choose a favorite, I loved swinging bars. Yeah, I mean, just seeing the strength of that people on bars, that takes a lot of strength to do. I mean, that is difficult. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> random person on the street, I like, I could not do that <laughs> at all. And so just kudos for the work that you put in to be a gymnast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on to your book, the playbook, the official guide from student athletes to navigating the real world. Reading the book was so amazing. Seeing some things, you give advice to people, you like tell people a little bit about your story. And there were some things that really stood out to me. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and one of the biggest things was, I mean, you leaving gymnastics. How, how did that affect you? It was, it was really hard because it, my career had ended before I had thought. Um, so it was like, I hadn't even planned on it. Um, right. We entered COVID and I didn't, I was still uneasy about it. So I, I took off the COVID year. Um, but then still like when, when I was asked again, am I rejoining the team? I eventually said no, because it was still COVID and I didn't want to risk it. Um, right. Yeah. Cause I'm, I, I go to NC State, so it's not far from my house. So I, I live at home now with my parents, um, for my last Smart. semester, um, just to save some money. Um, but I didn't feel like it was, it was worth it, the trade-off. So right. I eventually decided to give up, give it up. Yes. <laughs> it was very hard though. Completely understand. I mean, like just saying some of the things that you went through when you gave it up and like you had, like that was a whole different life. And then it was just like, I kind of don't know what to do with myself. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, cause it, it just, it kind of caught me off shock. Like I, wasn't ready, but I knew that that's what it, it was time to give it up. Um, it was very hard because I didn't know like where to place myself and what I was doing next. Because in my mind, I had planned that I had at least at least had this many more, this much more time right. with the sport, so I could accomplish what I wanted to. But I wasn't, I wasn't able to. Right. So when you like left the team and left gymnastics, what? was the most difficult part? Probably um, finding motivation and like knowing what to do with my time. Um, right. And also like who I would like to find myself as. So when you, when you do gymnastics, every, like from the start to finish, most of your day is occupied by the sport. So, I mean, before I came to, NC State, I was practicing six, seven hours a day. Then I came to a State. day. Yes. <laughs> a yes. day. Yes. And a full-time student? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was like high school and middle school, all of that. Yes. So I, I would practice like that much a day. And then when you get to college, you have four-hour practices, but then you have the training room before and after. So that's at least six hours. So um my, 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 I built my whole life around gymnastics. And so it was really hard to figure out what I was going to do. And um, I lost motivation because I wasn't sure where to start. And then I didn't know, like, 
when people ask me about myself, I usually say, oh, I'm Aaliyah. I do gymnastics at NC State and so on and so forth. Um, mm -hmm. But like, I couldn't say that anymore because I, I'm, I'm not a gymnast anymore. So that was the hardest part too, is like defining myself. Like who, who am I without mm -hmm. the sport of gymnastics? Right. And with finding yourself, do different things since you like you weren't doing gymnastics yes yeah, so um recently i mean like shortly after i made the decision um i went to the mountains with my sisters um and we took like a mountain hiking trip and it was actually really eye-opening and i was like wow like this is really cool um and so i think that that kind of started it all um in a way it was like wow like i opened myself up to something new um because I had never done that before I'd never planned on going hiking um <laughs> in mountains because that's just not my thing but I feel like that kind of started it all because it was something different and it was just like really eye-opening um to see so I just I that that really was there and then I had my sisters around me who always like provide su support so that's really helpful right that's really cool thank you in your book, there is two lessons mm -hmm. that are really important that I do think our viewers should know. And one was obstacles are a test of how committed you are. And that is true because in life, you are going to be faced with obstacles. And if you're not faced with obstacles, you're not going through life right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And my second one is change is good. Change is necessary. Change is also uncomfortable. But through discomfort brings development and self-improvement. That's right. I mean, personally for me, I I go to ANT and mm -hmm. I'm six hours away from home. And the closest family member is an hour away. And freshman mm -hmm. year, that was true truly a change mm -hmm. and it was uncomfortable like I didn't meet my group of people yet and mm -hmm. I had to force myself to go to different events by myself and I don't know for you but going to events by myself that was a big no-no like mm -hmm. in my head like I can't go to an event to myself I have to have like a group of people I can't try something different it has to be like a group of people. So just seeing that lesson from you, it really resonates with me. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, um, that's, that's something that I had learned um, through gymnastics, but also like uh, after as well, like it was emphasized in different ways. Um, yeah, because I always like, when I changed something or went through something uncomfortable, I always noticed that things got better afterwards. Like I liked the way things were moving afterwards. I felt, I saw improvement after I changed something. Um, right. Even though like it wasn't what I wanted to do or what didn't feel comfortable doing it, it was necessary um, to move to the next level. Right. Do you think leaving gymnastics moved you to the next level? Yeah, I did because I became a different person um, after I was able to be myself. I was able to 
um, have the free time to do what I like to do. Um, I mean, I love gymnastics, but it is a very love-hate relationship because of the sacrifice that you constantly have to make. Um, and that change was uncomfortable, um, especially because it was like um, kind of abrupt. Um, but it was necessary because I had limited myself to just being Aaliyah the gymnast, and that wasn't fair to me. So um, change was necessary so that I could do, so that I can imagine myself in different areas and then go chase like dreams, chase my dreams. Like I had right. to open up who I could be. And that is another one of my lessons that change, that it came from change is like never limit yourself to one identity. Right. Most definitely. And I, with a lot of athletes, I think the main goal is athletics, of course, but it's just like after the athletics, then what? Like after I'm done with college and it's just like I've been putting all this work into athletics and then it's like, am I going to be a professional athlete? Am I going to go into a career? But if I go into a career, how is I going to work if I don't have the work experience in my degree field? But with that, like just being an athlete, you have the discipline, you have everything that you need for work. I mean, like what time did you have to get up to go to practice? Um, so I didn't practice wasn't early. Um, practice was yeah. from 12 to four, but mm -hmm. I did have to get up at like seven because I had to build my classes around practice. So I would have a, a 8.30 class. Um, all my classes were at 8.30. Um, <laughs> so I had to get up all, all my years, except for this last semester, and go. Um, so there was that. Um, but practice wasn't so early. Right. So with athletes that you've seen, like your peers, maybe your friends that are athletes, from what you've seen, do they usually go like professional or do they have a struggle finding a career in their field? Yeah. So once you get to college, um, you don't usually go professional after after college. It's if like before, like you would go professional, you would be it's called an elite gymnast. So you would do that before you go to college. Um, and then you like you always have the skills and then you can choose if you want to um, keep going the professional, the elite route. Um, so yeah, once you're, you graduate, you're pretty much done. So I have had um, not just gymnasts, other athletes, I've seen it like them struggle because they don't know um, what's next. And I was actually just talking to someone the other day um, who graduated before me and said they just felt like they were gaining themselves back, themselves back. I think I said that right. Um, and she graduated before me. So I think a lot of people do struggle, especially since like no one talks to you and says, hey, like, have you mentally prepared for the sport to end, the sport that you've been doing your whole entire life? Um, so I have I have seen athletes struggle. And I was actually talking to somebody yesterday who knows athletes who are struggling. So I think it's common. Wow. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's I like, <laughs> but after you left, I, I see that with some people, like maybe some of your teammates, it wasn't like maybe you guys were just friends on the mat and maybe they weren't 
friends off the mat to you? Yes. Was that yeah. hard to you? Yeah, I mean, so my last, so 2019, um, I uh, became a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And so I found my sisters that way. And that was really um, something that helped. But um, on the team, you know, there's not that much diversity, not, not that many people who look like me. So. Yeah, so I was like, when I joined my sorority, I had felt like, okay, I'm around people who look like me. Um, So yeah, like after gymnastics, um, I don't really keep in touch with the same people I used to, um, unless there was like a strong bond before. But yeah, it was mostly just surface, um, surface level friendships. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like other athletes will see the same once once you graduate um, or once you move on or retire, that like those people that you were with, um, you're not going to keep the same bonds. Okay. <laughs> it just With doing events in college, is it an all day thing? Is it like you're just doing one event? Or how, how does that work? So like a meet? Uh, yeah. yeah so basically it's kind of like an all-day event so what the crowd sees is like the two hours maybe the two and a half hours but before that like we're we're at the the uh, coliseum or whatever place we're competing at um we're there like ooh, maybe like four hours before it, it is like an all-day event four or five hours it's it is it's all day event so because right. we have to do the training room we have to warm up we have to um stretch and then we have to touch warm up on all the events so we go through all four events and warm up um and then we switch rotate and that's before anybody gets there and so right. then all of that happens and then everybody goes downstairs freshens up in the training room um if they need more tape or do makeup or whatever they need and then um then we come back out and get introduced to the crowd and then we compete so it is all day event um especially when you travel and you're somewhere else other than your home um yeah and we usually wake up and get breakfast to get us up early and moving um so yeah did you do all events I did. I didn't compete all events, um, but I trained all events. Okay. Before the meet, is it like your coach says, hey, you're doing this event. You're only doing this one. Yes. So the thing, they'll make, they'll be like 20 people on the team. And then, so yeah. And then, so everybody doesn't have to necessarily do each event because only six people go and five scores count. So, um, that's how that goes. Like I was the beam lineup. Um, I was in the beam lineup and I led the team off on beam. That was one of my main roles. Um, and then I did some vault as well. Um, but I, I had injuries, so I wasn't able to, um, do other events. Um, yes. Um, which was kind of unfortunate, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) but yeah, that's how it works. And then we know, like, you pretty much know that that week before, but just in case it's not clear, you'll know, um, like two days before you compete. Right. The lineup. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. So 
Just we've been talking about a little bit about the gymnastics. I do want to give you your accolades that you do have. And just like you are a three-time All Eagle Scholastic Team 2019-2020-2021, a one-time WCGA Academic All-American. I mean, just kudos to you. Oh, thank you. Kudos. <laughs> thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> there, there's one last thing that I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. in your book, and mm-hmm. it was about the nutrition. Now, yeah. Can you, if you don't mind, can you tell us a little about about your experience weighing in? Yeah, so um, at my first college, this is actually the reason why I transferred, um, because I I had like a full scholarship there. And so um, another rule, just because it's money, don't go, choose your happiness. Um, (laughs) So I was there and I told an athletic trainer one time that I had wanted to lose weight. Um, and I was 17 years old at the time. So, you know, I just wanted to lose a little because I felt like it would help me um in my sport. Right. But it um it got taken like way too far. So we weighed in initially, everybody weighed in initially, but then you get weighed every week. So it was like every Wednesday before lift, we would get weighed. Um and so the scale for me started to go up, but it would only go up by like a point something, point something. But it was like heavily documented. So, and it was a, yeah. So if a I point? was, yeah, like I could be like 164.08. And if it went up to like 164 or 165, like it was a problem pretty much. So um, like the pictures, like I would have pictures of the weight, which I think was a HIPAA violation, um, if I'm correct, um, from the coach. <laughs> she would look at my weight, take pictures, and then send it to me. Um, wow. So, yeah. Um, then I was, you know, practice. I would be talked to in practice. Well, your weight looks fine. Um, but, or I was actually <laughs> um, not allowed to be in the beam lineup. She told wow. me she would love to put me in the beam lineup, but but I, I should lose weight essentially pretty much before. So it didn't matter what I did. I had to lose like the That's Yeah. So while the team like was like we would get, so we would get weighed in and she would make a point to do it, especially like after Thanksgiving um, and Christmas break. Um, it just created like a lot of anxiety. Um I yeah, I, yeah, I stopped posting food because I have screenshots of my food taken for later evidence um, to be used against me. Um, yeah, when we would have like team dinners, I would be like watched, make sure I ate wow. the right things or whatever they decided. Um, yeah, that was that was um, it created a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so I don't even weigh myself today, really, because <laughs> I'm still <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It was a traumatic experience. I'm so sorry with that. It's okay. I I see that after a four hour long practice, you had to run the stairs and swim. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I would have to run laps like on the track downstairs because like where we where we were, it was they had basketball in it, they had a track, and then gymnastics was on the third floor. 
So after or during practice, I would have to run laps um, with the athletic trainer. So while the team was practicing, I was not, I was not in that. I was, I was run downstairs running laps or on, uh, yeah, so there was that. And then, um, then I would have to swim for like an hour after practice. That caught me off guard. Swimming? Yeah, like they had like a little rehab pool. And um, I mean, it kind of was embarrassing because everybody knows that you just worked out four hours. So why is she in the pool running? I mean, swimming like that. Yeah, Um, it was very hard. Um, But I just did it because I thought it was going to help me get where I needed to be. Um, Yeah, and it was it was hard. because everybody could go eat after their four hour practice, but yet I'm still here swimming <laughs> um, in the pool for an hour. Um, yeah, that was, it was, it was a, not a good time. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, I was told I was taking off all the events and then told that once I lose five pounds, I can get on this event, five more pounds. You can get on this event, five more than this one, five more than the last one. So that's, that's how, so basically I do 20 pounds with really no help. Wow. That, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Now, when you transferred from your school in Michigan to state, was the experience, did you have a better experience? I, I did, um, actually, especially like the, the beginning, because the school to me, it was a lot nicer. Um, you actually had... Um, resources in place for you to succeed like there's so many resources at NC State for athletes um like you have your own dining hall that you can eat at when it comes time to dinner like you have the whole study session I think everybody yeah dining hall yes it's called case so it's like an academic center in a dining hall um so that's really cool to um have but then also just like the amount of resources and like how um like the different areas of resources, it was so much better. And I really liked it. I felt more comfortable because if I wanted to talk to somebody, I could, if I wanted to go see a nutritionist, I could, um, if I needed anything, I had the support. So all I had to do was just speak up and say so. Um, so yeah, I, I liked NC State much better. Um, yeah. So, um, it was so much better. It was like, wow. Like I was so grateful that I was able to transfer to NC State because it was just like, oh, a much better experience. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Even yeah. though I wish there was more diversity in NC State because there is none. <laughs> now, with being a gymnast and with all the things that you've gone through and with writing your book, what is one piece of advice that you can give to other athletes? Mm, okay, that's a good one. So I actually have like a few, um, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, you're um, fine. That, that never limiting yourself to one identity, um, that one. Like, don't just limit yourself to your sport, Um my sister, she always says it. She says humans are the only thing that can be whatever they want to be. So why would you just be one thing? 
like why would you just limit yourself in that way um I so love I that. Like, yeah like if you think about it I'm like yeah that's you're right so um that like don't just say oh I'm so-and-so the sport um so that is my biggest advice and then after like when you retire from your sport um you're gonna like be kind of sad and you're gonna have like almost like a withdrawal from it um but it's okay because you know um there's better out there for you there's more out there for you than just the sport um and so yeah that 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 would be my advice and so don't don't feel sad for too long get yourself up get yourself moving try new things um you don't have to be the same person you were like when you played sport so all right that would that would be um some advice and you don't have to have everything figured out yeah (laughs) most definitely yeah you have time (laughs) that's for anyone you you don't have to rush there's no rush there's no competition yeah yeah do not feel like you're obligated to have everything figured out at the moment you graduate it's okay um I'm trying to think what else I'm trying to think of what I would have told my younger self um hmm, what is I don't know what I would tell my younger self I I would tell my younger self that you don't have to stress. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Yep. That one. That's a good one. You don't have to stress. Yeah, because everything will work out. So there's no need. Because when you stress, you put yourself through it twice. And it's really not necessary. Um, That would be a good one. That's great. And I think uh, my my younger self would definitely be proud of my myself now, um, for sure. So all those times that you've dreamed of where you would be, um, I definitely think my younger self would be really happy with how I turned out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Blueprint Movement podcast. It has been an honor and pleasure to have you on. Thank you. I appreciate being on the show. This is a wonderful experience and I was so happy to be here. I think what you're doing is so cool. So I'm really excited to see the other podcasts. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. So much. Yes. Thank I- you. Thank you for watching the Blueprint Movement podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor FM. You can follow Aaliyah Harrison on Instagram and Twitter on That's Lily Brand. And also, go and get her book, The Playbook, the official guide from student-athletes to navigating the real world, and come back for day two on 12 Days of Podcasting.